Hello and welcome to Season 3 of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman, and the song you just heard is Swag Surfin' by Fast Life Youngsters. And it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Caleb Smith. So Caleb is from High Point, North Carolina, and currently wrestles 125 pounds for Nebraska. Prior to joining the Huskers, Caleb was a two-time NCAA qualifier for Appalachian State. Wrestling in high school for Southwest Guilford, Caleb exploded onto the scene after winning a state title as a senior and placing third at Virginia Beach Nationals. Caleb is also a chain wrestling signature athlete, and you can purchase Caleb Smith gear at chainwrestling.co. The link also can be found in the show notes. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Caleb Smith. I got I got a lot of questions for you lined up here. You know, you you uh, you're an interesting guy. I mean, we're all interesting in our own ways, but um, you know, coming from App State, you know, uh, there's a lot to unpack there. I think, and just kind of your whole journey in general. You know, so I like maybe you don't like to think of yourself as this, but from what I found, I feel like you're kind of an underdog. You know, and my I mean, but yeah, no, I am. I, I own up to it. I, I like it. I, don't I, I know to... sometimes that sounds a little uh, demeaning. It can be demeaning, you know, and I don't no. mean it in any way like that. I mean, just that, uh, you know, I feel like you've uh, had to fight your way to get to the top here. And, and now you've kind of had, you've kind of earned a little more respect. Not that you haven't in the past, but uh, you know, that. Yeah. Wrestling in the big 10 is a lot different than the SoCon. I would <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> that's one thing i was going to talk about a little bit um you know the socon is is a tough conference you know it's wrestling is just tough in general you know but uh i was wondering if um you know coming to nebraska that you wanted to perform well or you had a chip on your shoulder to prove that a person from a different conference like the socon um or the eiwa or you know a smaller conference like that can come in and, and compete at the big 10 level. Like we, we think of the big 10 as this um, kind of the mountaintop of wrestling, you know, and there's good wrestling everywhere, you know? Right. So did you feel like that when you decided to come to Nebraska that you had a little extra chip or motivation to prove that somebody from a smaller school like app state could come in and perform well? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I had a lot of people telling me um, that I couldn't and really, I was making a mistake, but I also had a lot of support uh, in the meantime. So it was kind of, you know, a, a dream that I had that I, I used to watch because I didn't start wrestling until seventh grade and I didn't really take it serious till the next year, eighth grade. But I started watching, you know, the Big Tens and national tournament. I'm like, I'm like, these guys are at these big schools and I see them wrestle in duels. I'm like, I think I could win there. I think I could do that. I don't really see what makes him so great because I'm not mm -hmm. in the room every day getting – I mean, I was getting challenged and pushed for sure. I'm not going to say that. Uh, my App State guys, they're, 
they're awesome dogs and right. I think they're going to perform well at nationals but I, I wanted to be able to you know be a little different take a different route and and you know there's a, if there's a chance for me to wrestle at the highest level possible in college and pretty much the world for folk style I would just be doing myself a disservice to not take that opportunity mm -hmm. yeah wow so you didn't start wrestling until seventh grade so I guess let's kind of peel back the the layers there so what made you what even got you started and why did you wait so long I didn't know about it um, really? I watched a lot of WWE and I thought that that's what it was going to be yeah and I was playing football because in North Carolina there's a rule you can't play like sports for the school until you're in seventh grade mm -hmm. and that was my first sport was football and I'm a small dude I, I haven't grown that much since then maybe like two or three inches max but um one of these these guys named Nick Lord and Andrew Chu they're really the people that got me into wrestling because uh Nick Lord was a person he was like a DB on our team at that time and one of our captains for our football team and Andrew Chu was his best friend uh, and he was a wrestler and you know, trying to make friends, trying to, you know, see what, what I'm good at, see see mm -hmm. what it, what gifts God has blessed me with. So I'm playing football, and you know, Nick Lord's like, you're a hard worker. You know, you got the build for a wrestler. I think you should come out and try out for wrestling. And Andrew, at the time, like, he was just somebody that I met. He's older than me, so obviously I look up to him, think he's cool. He's like, I'll be y'all's football manager if you decide to wrestle or at least try out. All right. I was like you know what like well, why not i'll definitely try out see what mm -hmm. happens and since then it's been like i don't know it just kind of clicked yeah so when you first got into the room you know did you still think it was wwe and were you trying to do like you know power bombs i was, or I was looking for the chairs i was looking for all that and i just see <laughs> that and i was like where's the ring and then there's no ring but they showed us a double leg the first day and I remember like hitting my first clean double leg, like took the dude off his feet. And I was like, yeah, I could, I could do this. I, <laughs> I like this. Yeah. I had no clue what I was doing, but I liked it. And so it, it was, it was pretty awesome. How'd you do then your first year? Um, I mean, I wasn't starting. So I was behind Andrew and uh, Nick for a while mm -hmm. and I did all right. But Andrew ended up getting sick. Um, going into the conference tournament which is like our I guess states in middle school mm -hmm. and so I they were like Caleb you, you you think you can make weight and I was like I don't know 106 pounds and I had to make like mm, 102 and I was over there thinking like oh my gosh like that I don't know I don't know <laughs> I I made weight went to the conference tournament and did not have the performance I wanted but I was battling and I remember that dude that I wrestled he was like hey you're gonna be good if you stick with it so I kind of took that and uh just found a way to keep bouncing back that's when I decided to get into a club mm -hmm. school of hard knocks first I went to bounce back that was my first club and then I went to school of hard knocks where Nick and Andrew had trained and they told me like hey you need to probably wait a little bit so you don't don't get discouraged before you come here because you know everybody here is good and you're going to take a lot of beatings in this old school. So, so you might not be used to that, but uh, I waited. And then when I felt was I was ready, I went to school hard knocks and started training with 
the best guys in North Carolina and and then Bobby Lloyd and Mike Dalton, my coaches, they kind of took me under their wing and helped me get better. And that's, that's why uh one of my old teammates actually. A lot of my teammates from App State, that's mm-hmm. where they all went. A yeah. lot of and uh that's where I met John John. Yeah. I didn't really know who he was and you know, John John was also under the radar for quite some time. Yeah. But uh, we started to build that bond, me, him, Devontae Reddick, Jalen White, so many people. Like it, it's really been uh, they say it takes a village, but i mm-hmm. I have a village for sure. And where was that uh located? Was that in High Point? Yeah, High Point Greensboro area. Okay. It's in Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So um my sister and her husband, um, they live in Southern Pines. Um, so it's about I don't know, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. Towards the what east, I guess. Um, because he's in the military, so he's a he's a pilot. So um so when we drove past High Point. I remember looking up and seeing the the water towers like, hey, I think Caleb Smith is from here. So I haven't been there. I drove past it. I waved, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm from. <laughs> um, so High Point, um, is it – you went to Southwest Guilford. Mm-hmm. Um, is High Point, like, known for wrestling? Is Southwest Guilford known or uh, um, wrestling scene kind of out there for you? Like, we kind of had – like, we had some good guys mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Devin Snyder, he was the state champ a year before me at 120, maybe it was, it was 26 or 32, whatever. Him, Andrew Chu, we, we had a pretty good team. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't always find a way to put it together, like in the, the state duels, but like we had a, a decent amount of, of heavy hitters mm-hmm. and, and a lot of talent and everybody just wanted to get better. So yeah. that, that's kind of what what made me what I am yeah what about your um your parents you know when you said hey I want to go I'm going to try this I'm going to try wrestling you know was it something like totally foreign to them too or were they just like sure Caleb whatever like I don't know what yeah, this they, is but okay they were just like wrestling okay I'm like go ahead try it see what happens um they had they both my parents didn't wrestle mm-hmm. uh, my uncle had wrestled a little bit but uh, not a whole lot. And uh, I was like, I'm really like the 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 main athlete in my family. I'm the mm-hmm. only athlete. The The rest of my siblings, they're just super smart and super artistic. And they have a lot of talents that I wish I had that I don't. <laughs> but uh, I was kind of the guinea pig for sports and so just trying everything. And they're, they're all supportive about it. Yeah. So you have um, siblings, Micah and is it Maya? Yep. Are they twins? No. Okay, it's like, I was wondering because you got Micah, Maya, and, and Caleb, and I'm like, normally, like you'd probably follow suit and you would have an M name, but I guess you're the outsider. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Middle child syndrome. <laughs> Middle nah, child. <laughs> my parents did a great job, but yeah. I, I don't know. I, I was wondering that too. I was like, why, why am I not an M? Yeah, why, Caleb, Caleb stuck. So, um, what? So, what sports did they? They must not have been in into money sports more like the uh the artistic side like you were saying um my dad was he played football he played basketball i'm not a good basketball player and we found that out at a young age <laughs> um, yeah but and he he did some track but uh 
my mom, she she she's athletic, but she didn't really play that many sports. Yeah. Yeah. So eighth grade, you said you started taking it pretty seriously then. What what made you decide to take wrestling seriously out of out of all the sports? Um, just because it, it kind of came a little more natural to me and I knew like I didn't have to be six foot three to be able to go to college and play division one. That was yeah. my goal. I just said, I just want to go D one. I just want to go D one. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. focused on, I want to do all this and, and win this many titles or that. Like, obviously I, it became a goal later on, but my mm-hmm. goal was just to become a division one athlete. And, you know, me and my dad kept talking about it. And he's like, you know, you're, you're not doing bad. And I think, you know, that's probably your best chance. So. It's kind of what stuck. Yeah. So you, your goal, how early did you want to be a division one athlete? Uh, eighth grade. <laughs> okay. So in eighth grade, you were, you were solely focused on, you know, I want to be a D one athlete and wrestling was probably your best path. It's probably you ninth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade. I was just saying, I just want to make varsity next year. <laughs> like, that was all I focused on. I was like, I, I'm going to make varsity. I remember telling some people I'm going to do it. I'm going to make varsity. I'm going to be a varsity mm-hmm. as a freshman. They're like, Nah, and I did. Yeah, not only did you, you you qualified for state. You know, I mean, uh, that had to be pretty exhilarating. Like, did you even realize? Like, when did you start realizing the levels to wrestling? Of, oh, there's a state tournament. Oh, I want to be a placer. Oh, I want to be a champion. You know, because sometimes, you know, since you're a little new to the sport, you're naive. You know, right. at that point. Uh, eighth grade for sure. Um, I remember. My boy Isaac Toe, he uh, hit me with a stare down, and my friend John, he had just transferred, he had just moved actually, uh, to the to the school. I think it's called Ferndale or something like that. And we were wrestling them in the conference tournament eighth grade year, and I, I had a pretty good season, and I was, I might have been number one or two seed something. Wow. Like that. And for the conference tournament, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to win it. I'm going to win it. And John comes up to me. He's like, what's up, Caleb? What's up? I was like, what's up? He said, you see my boy Isaac over there? I was like, yeah. He said, he's going to beat you. I was like, what? And I was, I was way, I was cocky back then. Yeah. I thought I was doing something. I was like, no shot. Man, start staring me down. I was like, what is this? And then he goes out there and, you know, he did, he beat me like seven to two. Mm-hmm. getting taken down a couple of times and I look at my coaches and, I, and I'm like what do I do and they, they were like I don't know just do something like you got to try something and I I just felt kind of hopeless and I was like I don't I don't ever want to feel like that again I, I want to be prepared mm-hmm. um so that's that him beating me is what made me go to his club uh and that that kind of opened the world for me knowing like you know there's levels to this like you mm-hmm. you get humbled real quick mm-hmm you might think you're on top of the world. You might think you're the best, but there's definitely somebody better somewhere. Yeah. And so that was, was that the school of hard knocks? That's the club that you started to go to at that yeah. point. Yeah. What a cool name. That's kind that of, awesome. I mean, normally it's like, you know, the name of a coach or, or something of that, but uh, uh, school of hard knocks. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He, so, he's awesome. That, yeah. Is that when you started wrestling year round? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, my my uh, coach is Bobby Lloyd, Mike Dalton. Uh, Bobby Lloyd, he's a Hall of Fame, two-time Hall of Fame inductee. Um, and he, like, made the program to help kids stay off the streets, really. 
mm-hmm. and give them like an outlet so they wouldn't be doing, you know, craziness and, and they have something to work towards and help people go to college. Because uh, he didn't go to college. He he was good and he had a chance to. Mm-hmm. But uh, he ended up working instead. And that was his way of giving back and helping people, you know, chase their dreams. And like he's 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 the reason why I'm here, really. Mm-hmm. Like one of the main reasons, him and Mike Dalton, I I can't thank them enough because um, they believed in me and they kept telling me like, you 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 gonna be fine, just mm-hmm. keep putting in the work. Cause I wrestle every weekend, <laughs> every weekend. I was like, man, I don't want to go. Like mm-hmm. I I just want to chill. Like I want to be like a normal kid. I want to live the life. Why can't I be like a normal kid? I I used to ask my dad that. He said, you're not normal. <laughs> I gotta realize that like they they're getting because i remember my brother he got so many letters for college because he's so smart mm-hmm. and, dad i want to get that like when am i gonna get that because he had like a crazy act score or something mm-hmm. what i think it's act like a 32 or something like that that was pretty good <laughs> didn't even study did not study oh he's one of those guys one yeah yeah like he's just so smart and i was like like i want that he's like you'll yeah. get it for a different reason and uh, I, I made a joke with him whenever I entered the portal. I was like, hey, dad, you know what? You're right. Like, I got so many calls and so many. And I didn't think that it was going to blow up like that. I didn't even mm-hmm. think that people would post about me entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be kind of low key. Um, and it was not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, you know, you're right. It took a little longer, but mm-hmm. I, I got it. what I wanted. Yeah. Um. I want to get to that, but first the, I want to touch on the school of hard knocks. Cause what it also sounds like is, was it more than just a wrestling club? Like, did you have like, um, it, it sounded like, you know, he was trying to keep kids off the streets and, and give them a place, a safe place to go. I mean, did he like provide mentorship or homework assistance, you know, tutors, things like that as well? Or uh, was it mostly just wrestling? It was mostly wrestling, but everything had a form of discipline to it. Like mm-hmm. If you're messing up in school, somehow Bob would find out. You mess up at home, he would find out. And Bob's real big on respect and, um, you know, living the the right life, and doing the right things. And the biggest form of punishment was probably burpees. Like we we did some crazy stuff. I remember in the summer, uh, I heard I I got in trouble. Had to run. Uh, we ran on the highway one time and because <laughs> it's just something like I, I was just messing up mm-hmm. and I remember also like he like there's just discipline so you knew like if, if you make a mistake like you're gonna have to own up to it and pay for it mm-hmm. in a in some way and the physical is never never as, as good as just like a verbal punishment or, or like whatever like mm-hmm. you're not gonna forget it you're you don't, you're not going to make that mistake. But Bob would always talk to us and give us some wisdom. And he told me like, if you're going to make a decision, you know, do it because you want to, Uh, not because other people tell you that this is cool or that you should do this. And, and he would instill these things in us like daily and, you know, transferring. That was one of the things I had to think about. Like, do I, I really want this? Like, do I think that I could, be great at this level and you know they told me Mike Dalton he kept telling me and Bob they both called me they said look dude you you say 
you want to be national champion, world champion, Olympic champion, and you could have a chance to go wrestle at the school for where the greatest American wrestler ever wrestled. Like they have the coaches, they have all the training part, they have everything. And you don't even know, like you haven't seen it. It's a different side of, of, of the world. Like it really is. Like we get spoiled over here, super spoiled. And they said, if you don't go, are you, you're probably going to regret it. You might not know it now, but later on down the road, you, you'll probably always have that thought of, man, I wish I did. And, you know, I prayed about it a lot. And ultimately, that, that kind of helped me make my decision. Yeah. Um, you know, that's some pretty wise words, what you said earlier when he was saying that, um, you know, if you're going to make a decision, make it because you want to, you know, not because somebody else wants it to. I have been better about that. But back in the day, you know, I gave into peer pressure pretty, pretty easily. You know, yeah. I, I just wanted somebody like me. I want people to think I was cool. So, you know, I, I would almost do almost half, you know, anything I was told, you know. Um, so it's tough when you're that age, you know, like you were just talking about um, how come I can't be a normal kid? I want to just hang out on the weekends, you know, go hang out with my buddies, you know, and and possibly get into a little mischief because that's just yeah. what you do when you're you know, 15, 16, what, what made you kind of stick to the plan of no, we're going to wrestle today, even when you didn't want to, you know, that, that just, I can tell that was, that could have been just a, a drag at times, but you stayed the course. And yeah. I respect that, you know? Um, I, I didn't have any, well, I did have success, but it wasn't at the level that I wanted my summer for that eighth grade year going into my freshman year. Uh, all my buddies were wrestling high schoolers and I was like man I want to wrestle high schoolers I'm like why am I still wrestling like the same age division I don't want to do that like I want to be like them and I just I, sometimes I would and, and I was losing so much like I I probably went five and 50 the whole summer it was wow. bad and I was so discouraged and Bob just always kept telling me like you're gonna be fine keep trusting the process it's a process and he kept telling me, like, it's a process. It takes time. You know, you're catching up. You got a lot of catching up to do. You got a lot of work to put in if you want what you say you want. And uh, ultimately, I, I kind of just fell in love with the sport. Like, I realized that it, it is a game and that there's levels to it. But but I can be on that level if I continue to work hard, if I continue to believe in myself and in the values that I have for myself and, and that my parents and coaches have instilled in me. Um, so probably a, a lot of the failure gave me opportunity to be like, you know what? All right, this weekend's going to be different. And it wasn't. And this weekend's going to be different. It wasn't this weekend, this weekend. And I saw myself getting closer and closer. And I went to some tournaments and I remember Bob is real old school. I don't, know if you could put this in it but bob would always say like some some weird sayings He's like you mess up a wet dream and stuff like that because i was beating this kid that was probably it was a dual team tournament in pennsylvania and he was probably the best kid in the bracket um and i was beating him and i look at the scoreboard i said i'm winning in the last like 10 <laughs> seconds I think about winning, think about winning. I get taken down, I lose. And he's like, look, you just messed up a wet dream. You had it. That was the best kid in here. And you could have beat him, 
but instead of focusing on what you needed to do and, and uh giving your effort and, and being present in the match like you focusing on winning and losing that's what's killing you so you want it so bad but that that ultimately that's what's hurting you and then i kind of had to go back to that this year like i i you know i've had some losses back to back that i didn't want and didn't expect but you know part of me is is some of it's discipline, some of it's like my will to win. Like I want it so bad that I could be over aggressive and give up some stuff that I shouldn't. But uh, that's part of the risk of being great. You know, you can lose, you can win. Uh, either way, as long as you go out there and give it your all, you can live with the results. And I, I, it's crazy because I've had to repeat this message to myself so many times this year. Uh, and I feel like I'm getting back to where I, I need to be mentally, physically spiritually like all that like uh, uh it's 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 going to be dangerous in march uh, yes i'm excited i'm excited um you're, you're pumped up here <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh i want to talk you know you, how did you stay the course you know you said you were five and fifty you kept telling yourself this weekend's going to be different this weekend's going to be different i mean how did you just continue to grind even even though every weekend it, it wasn't different uh I just I just look forward to the next opportunity. Like I know I train harder than everybody, and I know that I put in the work. I would be in there early and stay late. Like they have they have to kick me out of practice. <laughs> um, and sometimes I'm still like that, and I, I had to tell myself to either calm down or or maybe it's time to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, because you know I'm I got to manage my body so that I don't get worn down, and and I still have pop, and I still have what I need that that makes Caleb Caleb. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately it was just my support system uh when I was born I was born at 32 weeks I was in ICU for 45 days me and my mom were wow. both supposed to die and um through God's grace we we're both saved and both lived so so I knew like there's a reason and from that day on like I, I've been a fighter like I can do hard things mm -hmm. and I'm not normal um that's crazy or cocky whatever i don't know how that sounds i don't want it to be cocky but that to me that proves that i'm not normal and that mm -hmm. you know you can with I, I can get through any storm especially if, if i'm focused on god like i just whenever i'm going through some struggle i focus on my spirituality and even when i'm in success that's what i focus on and, and focusing on that rather than winning and losing and just having fun in my sport that that's what got me through it i, I gotta wrestle uh, every weekend because it's something that I do enjoy even while it might not seem like it at the moment because I'm not getting the results I want and that's not necessarily fun um it's still something that I get to do because it, it's just a hobby you know that I like to do wow just drop that bombshell born at 32 weeks yeah I was small I was like three pounds and three ounces or something it was it was rough yeah and you both made it through that. That's awesome. You know, um, happy to hear that, you know, that you guys were able to pull through, obviously. Um, but yeah, there's a lot there too, you know, um, because I'm sure you, when did you start setting goals for yourself? Um, goals that, you know, you wanted to achieve. Probably, probably eighth grade. Yeah. Eighth grade and, and moving forward. Um, my dad would always talk about, Michael Jordan setting goals. He's going to dunk on his teammate in practice. He would tell them before practice, like, I'm going to do this to you. 
well, I'm gonna do that. And he's like, you you know, that's what the greats do. They set goals and they they go ahead and they chase them. Mm -hmm. And that's that's part of the process is you set goals and and make habits to build a champion lifestyle. You don't just say I'm just, I want to be great and I want to win. Like you can, but that's just a dream. If you don't have a goal and a plan behind it, you don't you're not gonna have success that you want. Um, but the, and my dad telling me about Michael Jordan and him being a North Carolina guy, like I was like, man, I could be the <laughs> Michael Jordan of wrestling. I could be something yeah. special. Like, yeah. So so I just said, you know, I told myself like I want to win conference eighth grade year. Didn't happen. Then I said, all right, I want to be on varsity. That happened. Mm -hmm. And I remember my senior year, I watched some video. Uh, it was Inky Johnson. And he, uh, not Inky Johnson. It was, uh, who was it? No, it was, it might've been Inky Johnson. Anyways, I uh, said, a, he said, write down your goals on a note card and look at them every day. And he said, don't be surprised when they happen. And so I, I wrote down all my goals. I said, I want to beat this person because they had beaten me or whatever. Or I knew I would have to beat them. I want to do this. I want to get this many takedowns. I want to be able to defend this many shots. I want to uh, improve this area of my wrestling, like top. Or I want to, like, I wanted to learn how to throw legs um, to catch my breath. And that's something that I've gotten back to um, recently. And it's going to change the game for me. But uh, I just little small goals and I wrote them down and, and at the end of, every time that I got a goal accomplished I just cross it out cross it out cross it out and <laughs> I kept writing these goals and, and I was like so obsessed with trying to be great that like we went to some little pottery thing with my sister because she's artistic like I told you she she <laughs> likes that stuff and they had this little cup and I was it's like a little champion cup and I was like all right I wrote state champ on it and whatever and I, I looked at it every single day and that note card I kept in my locker every single day and whatever medals that if they weren't gold I hung them up in the practice room or in my locker and I would look at it every single day um and just read it tell myself like you're gonna do this you're gonna do this and by my senior year uh next thing I know I'm a state champion go ahead place at nationals too that's what I said that was my last goal was to place at my first national tournament, like real big national tournament, Virginia Beach, and I did. I ended up losing first round um, to my wow. future roommate, best friend, Sean Carter. He ended up – he's wrestling at App State. Yeah. Um, and I lost to him and came all the way back eight matches. And I was like – like, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? My coach said, don't worry about it. You're going to get there. Just enjoy the journey. Like, enjoy mm -hmm. it. And so that, that weekend at Virginia Beach, I was just having fun. Next thing I know, I'm in the third place match and I'm hitting the super duck. I almost teched the dude. I won like 13 something by 13 points. And I was like, wow, like they, they were right. Like when I focus on winning and losing, it don't go well. But when I just focus on having fun and, and hitting cool moves, like I try to do because I want to be exciting to watch. I want yeah. people to, to know like wrestling is a cool sport. We just need more need the word to get spread which is why i appreciate what you're doing because you know you're spreading the word yeah, i appreciate um, that yeah. yeah so that that's that's what i try to focus on and and that's what got me to where i am yeah i was gonna ask about that you know um your senior year really 
really got over the hump. It seemed like, you know, um, I think would you get fourth as a sophomore, third as a junior, yeah. you know, and climbed to the top as a senior. And like you said, you, you got third at Virginia beach, which is a, a monster of a tournament. Um, and gosh, it, I, in my opinion, I, I've said this before that the toughest thing to do is to lose first round and battle all the way back and get third. I mean, eight matches in a row, that's just a meat grinder of yeah. match after match, wrestling, probably guys who have been all Americans before state champs all the way through. You're just beating them one after the other, after the other. And to get third, I mean, that's that's just impressive, you know. So, uh, you know, is that when, you know, when you started to really feel like, all right, all right, I got this wrestling thing figured out, you know. I'm, um, I actually believed it my first time going to Fargo. Like, I had never really wrestled freestyle like that. It was my, mm -hmm. my third freestyle tournament, second Greco tournament. Really? <laughs> Yeah, and I didn't, like, like obviously, wrestling in North Carolina wasn't as popular as it is now. Mm -hmm. um, and wrestling at that big stage with all the cool mats and all the greats there, like, yeah, yeah. my teammates are Fargo champs and whatnot. And I'm like, dang, like, I, I knew that I was going against some really good guys. And, and just coming off that tournament, uh, I realized, like, I can do this. Like it's really just small mistakes that I, if I fix them, I'll be great. Well, and it's only your third freestyle tournament, so you know, still figuring out your best style of freestyle. You know, um, it's a that's a big tournament. But uh, how sweet was it? You know, your senior year. You know, you came up short as a sophomore, short as a as a junior. You know, how sweet was it to finally climb to that to that top? It was it was awesome. It was just like a like a, I don't know. Everything that I had went through was worth it. Mm -hmm. And my coaches would always tell me like, hard work doesn't go in vain. Like it's gonna be worth it. And it might not work out in wrestling. It could work out in life, but somewhere down the road, it's gonna work out because that's that's just how God works. And I believed that. And and whenever I won, I was just like, dang, like. I didn't even know, like, like it didn't really feel like I, I was like, dang, like that, that was what I was working for. Like, I finally did it. Like mm -hmm. I said, I was going to do it and I actually did. Um, and it just felt awesome to see everything that I had put into it finally to get some of the, the reap some of the reward from it. Um, mm -hmm. It was nice. Now on the flip side, you know, um, once again, you stayed the course, you know, cause I'm sure it was pretty devastating when you got fourth, you know, when you got third, you know, when you're thinking, you know, this might be my year, you know, how'd you stay the course even after, after taking those lumps as a sophomore and junior? Uh, I would take it as a challenge. Like I always told my goal for myself uh, every single year is to be able to take myself from last year. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because if I make it about anybody else, then it's about them and it's not about me. So I'd say like, you got to be able to take yourself this year from last year and if you can do that then then you you know you're on the right track and that that's what I focused on I said yeah I'm gonna get so much better so I don't have to have the same feeling over and over again because I don't want to have that feeling after knowing what I put into it now some people you know can not live the life or they can just be more gifted or they get the good draw like whatever it is um and I, I saw a lot of people having success that I was like, dang, like I beat them or I, I can do that. Like I've 
I don't understand why it's not coming together. Mm-hmm. And I just told myself, like, if you learn to tech yourself, you'll get where you want. Just focus on that. And that's that's what I try to do. Even the tournaments, like when I was losing, like I said, I if I learn to beat myself next week and, and do just 1% better, then I'll get there. And that's what Bob and Mike would always tell me. They say, you, you don't got to win every single one. Just get better from, from this week to next week. That's the goal. And them telling me to focus on that rather than me focusing on, oh, I'm going to win, 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 win. Mm-hmm. That's what did it for me. Yeah, when you start focusing or you, you stay focused on the wins and losses, you know, you can get lost in the in the gains that you are making, especially if you're losing, you know, like you said earlier that, uh, yeah, maybe you were losing every tournament, but you could tell you were getting closer and closer, you know, even though the wins weren't quite coming when you wanted them to. Um, but how how was um, how was your grades then growing up and, and coming through the school and even in college? You know, you talked about how <clears throat> your siblings are are, you know, very intelligent and, and artistic and, and of those things of those nature. You know, what about you? Did Was that a struggle for you or were you able to balance wrestling and, and grades? I was able to balance, but I'd be doing homework to like midnight every night and hey. <laughs> struggling, like trying to study because I have to study. They don't have to study. They're just that. <laughs> but I got to study. I got to go and take some practice tests. I got to make note cards. Like I, I remember like doing all that small stuff and that builds discipline. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. Like I don't like school. Most people mm-hmm. don't like school, Um, but it, it's a way to challenge myself. And, and I, I had like A's and B's every now and then I get a C and, and my parents did not go for that. They're like, the only C you can have is in your name. Otherwise you, <laughs> you're grounded or, or you go hit the books. Mm-hmm. so that that's really I was just trying to be an A-B student um, I strive for straight A's but I only got it like once mm-hmm. in, in high school and in college that only happened once too like I, I graduated like a 3-3 three, three or something like that pretty, that's pretty solid man. yeah yeah it's not bad but the standard for my family is like up here <laughs> I, I gotta make sure that I'm I'm you know, holding myself accountable and doing what I need to do. And you know, my grades now are still pretty decent. Got mm-hmm. like a three six, three six six or something like that. But uh just working towards being better every day. Yeah, that's impressive, you know, because it's a different kind of discipline. I think you kind of noted that that, you know, making note cards, you know, it's one thing to be disciplined as a wrestler, go into practice. You know, be on time, watch your weight and diet and all that stuff, you know, but to be disciplined at school, doing homework, who likes to do that? You know, make note cards, um, stay up till midnight, studying, reading textbooks, like mm, doing practice tests, like all that is a different kind of discipline that I just don't want to go unnoticed, you know, that that's impressive that you're able to balance that because being a college athlete, especially is is very demanding, you know, and so to be able to do both is, is, is impressive, you know? Thank you. Um, so yeah. How did you end up then at, at app state? You know, um, how'd that kind of come about? Uh, coach Bentley, um, <laughs> it was actually my, my freshman year. He told my coach, cause I can't contact you, but he just said like, like, uh, this kid, like, I, I like what I see from him. Like you tell really, me. as a freshman, huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, just, 
because I'm a I'm a battler. Like yeah. that's what I want everybody to see. Like I'm a fighter. Like it doesn't matter. You could be beating me 15, 14 zip. I'm still gonna come at you. I'm that annoying guy that, that people don't like to wrestle. Uh, and and when I when everybody wrestles me, I want them to know like, oh crap, here comes Caleb. Like this is gonna uh, one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I, I want them to remember that. Um mm-hmm. And I feel like for the most part, I've, I've done a pretty good job of that. But uh, he w- he was always, always supportive. Um, and whenever he could talk to me, he he did. And he would, you know, I'd sit next to him at tournaments, like big tournaments, like our Holy Angels. That was one of our big tournaments. I'd sit next to him, talk to him. Um, and John John was one of my teammates that went there. Heath Conyer, Ethan Oakley, like Garrett Church, the people before me. Like we've had a lot of people from Hard Knocks go there. Uh, and he was the first coach that ever gave me a chance and, and believed in me before anybody else. And, you know, I, I'm a pretty loyal guy. Yeah. yeah transferring, like, that wasn't an easy decision. And it it was just, a, it, it still hurts, but it was worth it because I, I know that I've helped them, but I've also helped people here. And that's what I'm called to do is, is create more disciples and you know, I'm doing that um but he he believed in me he was always supporting me and he wanted me and so I, I was when when some of the other coaches came even after like like during Virginia Beach I remember one of the coaches came up to me and I was like yeah well I'm I'm already verbally committed to App State and if I say I'm gonna do something then I'm I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. so I'm not gonna just dip on him because he he's had my back since day one uh he's a great dude and he's the only coach in north carolina that actually recruits north carolina kids he gives everybody a chance so if you want a chance and you're from north carolina you know where to go mm-hmm. yeah and, and you know gotta once again like give give props to yourself because i'm sure collecting that state title a great showing at virginia beach i'm sure coaches really started to take notice of caleb smith you know, and maybe the phone was ringing a little more than what it was before, you know, about, oh, hey, this this is a guy I want on my team now. Yeah. You know? um, and to see you put it all together like that. But for you to stay loyal to to Coach Bentley, you know, at App State, that's, that's pretty honorable, especially when you were just, I don't want to say just verbally committed, because that gets the narrative that, right. you know, you can just verbally commit whenever and do whatever you want. But to to stick to your word is is very admirable. You know, especially right. when you have a bigger school with a bigger budget, more flashier facilities, all these things coming at you saying, hey, Caleb, why don't you come out here? You know. Yeah, him, him, like, believing in me, that that just gave me a chance to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. See, I knew that that meant that he saw something in me that I might not have seen at that time. Mm-hmm. And he, he did. He's a North Carolina boy. And mm-hmm. and. I respect that because we don't really get the same props that the PAs and Ohio's, California's, all those schools get yeah. or colleges get, or not whatever, your states. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, yeah. you know, I, I like what he, he has done with our program. Um, that's my alum. So I got all the respect for App State. I love them. They're still my boys. I talk to them, I cheer them on. Um, but, just you know, NC boys stick together. Ask Mike Mock. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, he's had my back, and he's kind of been like a mentor to me. Even though he's at he was at NC State, 
you know, he, he was, he knew I was a North Carolina boy and he's always supported me just like coach Bentley. And so if you're there for me, whenever I'm down or might not have the same success, then I'm definitely going to choose you. Like I, I couldn't, even whenever I was in the transfer portal, I couldn't choose um, a local school because they didn't, they didn't show the same support whenever I was down. Right. They didn't want to invest in me the four prior years before as much as my current school or, or some of the other schools did. Um, so I, I had to choose him. Like he's, he's just a great dude. Yeah. How sweet was it when App State beat North Carolina then this year in football? Yeah, I was hyped. <laughs> hyped. Uh, you know, you're, I think on display was a good example this year. I know it's probably not the greatest thing you want to talk about, but you kept coming at Patrick McKee, you know, that was just such a wild, unfortunate match, you know, it ended with a tech fall in favor of McKee, but you kept coming at him and, you know, it just kind of happened that scrambles happened and you ended up on the wrong end, but you kept attacking the whole time. And while I was watching, I was like, you know, one of these times he might actually catch McKee on his back, you know, like you're just, you just never gave up, even though the score was not going in your favor. And I, I just respected the hell out of that. Yeah. You know? If I'm going to lose, I want it to be on my own terms. Mm -hmm. you know, let it be because I took the shot, not because right. I was scared to shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, Travell uh, always talks about wrestling with confidence. And uh, if I go out there and I'm kind of clammed up and I'm nervous and I'm not on my offense or I'm worried about what they're going to do, that's not confidence. That's, mm -hmm. that's not what the greats do. Uh, you know, you, you're sweet or you're great. That's what they say. You're sweet because of your style, not because of who you are, because it is or that. Like, it's your style. And they tell us everybody that. And, you know, that's that's something that I believe. Like, I, I knew, like, if there's time on, on the clock, there's still time to score. You mm -hmm. even go back at some of the matches at uh, with Keen this year. Like, I, I was down. Mm -hmm. Not second, a couple of the match, uh, one of the matches, or maybe they're close matches. Like, if I got time on the clock, I don't care if it's one second, I don't care if it's 25, whatever. I'm still going to try to find a way to score or wrestle to put myself in position to score. I'm not going to go out there and just look at you. Like, that's that's when wrestling is boring. And that's mm -hmm. why people don't watch. They want to see action. So, uh, that's what I'm trying to be. Yeah. And I feel like, I feel like you were doing the same thing yesterday against, you know, Cardani of Illinois, you know, um, once again, continuously attack until, till triple zeros were on the clock, you know, and, and you got, you have to respect it, you know, uh, and just like you said, it's, it's keeps us engaged the entire time and your opponent too. I mean, shoot. Yeah. You never know, man. I've seen takedowns in a, in a, in a flash, you know, and you're quick enough where you can probably score and, in a second if you wanted to, you know, so, um, yeah, so you, um, sorry, you go to App State there, you know, um, how tough was it to continue wrestling 125, because your freshman year, you wrestled both 125 and 133, I mean, heck, you even wrestled 126 in high school, so actually you were cutting a pound from high school, um, but how difficult was that to, to still maintain at 125? Uh, it wasn't terrible, um, reason I I bumped up is because I I wanted a chance to start at one thirty three, mm -hmm. and I felt like I I could earn that position towards the end of the year. So I went 
to a tournament, wrestled, won all my matches. Yeah. Um, but it it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't in God's plans. Um, but it, I mean, it hasn't been terrible, especially like the resources we have. Like we have training table here, and there where I, I had a deal with Clean Eats, which is like a food prep company, and you know that that was pretty much my training table, like getting free meals that are nutritional and whole foods, keeping me slim and and not putting in like a lot of processed <laughs> sweets and all that stuff. Cause I do got a sweet tooth, but <laughs> yeah, but uh, we, you know, we had nutritionists too and, and they were always helping us and I'd meet with them. So it, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um, and you had a good manager there while you were there. Um, Rachel Gallardo, yeah. you know, so I'm sure she kept you pretty disciplined while you were yeah. Oh yeah, I met with her a couple of times. Even while while I was at App, she was uh, helping me. Like, like, what are you eating? What are you this? Uh, maybe we could add this to your diet and take this uh, out a, a little bit, uh, adjust that. And, and she's helped me tremendously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say about uh, the what's it called the Clean Eats. Yeah, uh, it was on your Instagram, but you haven't posted about them in a while. I know because they don't have one here. Oh, if they did. I, I would. I, I looked it up and I was like, dang, like, I think the closest one might be Omaha, but that's, mm -hmm. that, that kind of don't help me because that's right. pretty far to drive. Right. But, uh, they clean eats is the way to go. If you're in Boone or anywhere that got a clean eats, <laughs> check them out. Check them out. They will help you with your nutrition. You want to gain muscle, you want to lose weight, whatever. That Like those guys, Colin. He's awesome. Like he, I literally would send him like my macros that I wanted and he'd make a custom meal plan for me for the week. Really? Yeah. Like they, they're on top of it. They're, they're awesome. Dang. It tastes good. Yeah. The food tastes good. It's not like some food where you're as healthy and you're like, uh, like, no, it tastes good. <laughs> it's awesome. How do you, um, how do you, I can't think of the word, um, your sweet tooth, how do you get your sweets? I guess I'll put it that way. Um, Recently, I've been eating like chocolate croissants. And chocolate croissants from where? Uh, La Cordier. It's like a bakery here in Lincoln. Okay. It's it's pretty good. They're light. Like if I, if I want something and I'm like really craving something, like it doesn't have that much chocolate. It's just bread. Um, I'll eat something like that. So I don't have to eat like ice cream and all this stuff, <laughs> crazy yeah. stuff. Like I just eat that, or maybe I'll get like James, uh, Coach Green, and hook me up with this thing called Otima. It's, it's like a little powder that you put in your drink. It's kind of like a, a meal. Mm -hmm. and it's, mm -hmm. It sweetens your. I just drink a lot of water, so it sweetens your water. It tastes pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, James. Um. I, I I had him on the podcast and I talked to him about this and it, it's one of my favorite stories of wrestling probably of all time was when he um he was a freshman and um he needed a haircut. He yeah. Talked, you know, <laughs> oh, I that was that's just one of my favorite stories of all time. I know that's the first thing I asked him when he came here. I was like, is that story <laughs> true? He's like, yeah. He told me about it. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you're funny he's like yeah I, I was young and he's like that's what i that's why i needed a fresh cut for nationals so fresh cut or practice and my weight's good i'm gonna go get a cut i was like well man. right 
okay like you can't i don't know like, like the way he puts it you're just like god i can't really be mad at that you're, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and if you know him too you know if you get to know him you're like you really can't be mad because he's just such a, a nice guy you're like ah okay you know he is he's so, awesome yeah um so yeah happy to have him back at nebraska and especially the wrestling community um but uh so at app state um it was your redshirt freshman year. I want to ask you real quick about this. You didn't qualify automatically, you know, you yeah. didn't get automatic qualification, but you got an at-large bid. Um, what was that roller coaster like, you know, falling short of qualifying, but also then turning around and learning that you put together such a strong season that somebody from, you know, App State, the SOCON gets an at-large bid where, you know, when you look at, Again, we talk about the the Big Ten and maybe the ACC, these other conferences where, you know, you have other 125-pounders that have these big wins or whatever, you know, schedules. Um, for you to get that at-large bid, you know, what was that sort of roller coaster like for you? Um, I mean, like C Coach Bentley, he's a smart dude. He's like, you know, I, I think that you'll get in just based off of, uh, you know, the season that you had. Yeah. And my faith is something that is really prominent in my life. And I said, you know, if God wants me to do it, then he'll let me. If not, then I just got to get better. And it's that simple. But it it was awesome because, uh, you know, it it's you can't say that you earned something and it just be handed to you. Right. Um, but for other people to see that, like, yeah, he might be from a different conference and, and one that we, we haven't had as much um heavy hitters come from yet um, right yeah but they yeah. still respected it yeah they still respected it uh that that was pretty awesome because that, that let me know what people think of me and right. uh where where i stand to them yeah i mean you had a you, you went 24 and 8 i mean you were even 10 and 1 your red shirt year like you sort of stepped in and had some pretty immediate success at app state you know where did that it just seems like you just, like I said, you blew the roof off. You know, you blew right through the ceiling your senior year after winning state. Yeah. You just went right in and had some success, success right away. Like, what what was that like? How would you get to that point? I had a lot of good mentors along the way, and a lot of good people helped me out. A sports psychiatrist, Jacob Cooper, and Carrie Miller, and John John. Like, all these guys just believe in me, and um, they they've – show me what it takes to be great and, and the habits and the lifestyle and, you know, the way that you should approach wrestling and, and making it my own. And uh, just, just being able to have them uh, ahead of me and, and learn from them. Like actually learn like something that I would tell myself and I try to tell everybody if they're not in the lineup um, is to visualize yourself wrestling that match, like put yourself in that position. Cause if you just try to go out there and wrestle and you've never visualized it or never done it, then it's brand new. Like you get nervous, you get this, you get that. And, and if you can't see yourself doing it, then how could you, like mm -hmm. you won't be able to. So every time that I'm wrestling, I say, you know, I think I could beat this kid because I would do this. I would do that. Like I would have did this in that situation. And I just literally like play it through my head. Like this is where I need to be. This is what I need to do. Um, so that whenever I did get in the lineup or, or wherever I'm competing, like 
I've already done it more than once. Like I've played it in my mind so many times. The good results, the bad results, finding a way, like I'm down 10-0, I got to come back, I got to get this kid. Like I've done all that um, and visualization and, and just having a positive mindset, no matter what happens, that that's helped me a lot. Yeah, I think you're making an awesome point in terms of um, visualizing both the good and the bad. You know, we get caught up in visualizing the good. Of course, you don't want to visualize yourself winning and and dominating and, and the match going your way. But most of the time, it, it doesn't go that way. You know, so to visualize yourself being down 10 nothing and have to mount a comeback to being down, taken down a couple of times in the first period and being a little flustered, like I wasn't expecting that and have to come back, you know, from adversity like that's that's the visualization I feel that uh, sometimes gets missed. So I think you're hitting the nail on the head there, man. That yeah, we need some people try to, some, my bad. No, you're good. Some people try to skip over that. Like, mm-hmm. like bad things can happen and it's okay. That's something Travell's told me a lot. He's like, hey, you might give up first takedown. You might get put to your back. Anything that's going to, that could go wrong is going to go wrong, but mm-hmm. you're still going to find a way. And him telling me that, like, I'm like, yeah, all right, if you say so, like you're, Olympic bronze medalist like I cannot believe you you've done it more than me you know it and the way that he thinks about wrestling is just it's so different from anything that I've really been around mm-hmm. um he just kind of kind of dumbs it down like it it is just a game and you know everybody can can get lucky anybody can win anybody can lose and that's just part of the risk if you know he he gave me this example that if you're willing to go ride a bull, like you have to know that the potential risk is that you could die. He's like, if like that, that's serious. He's like, now wrestling, the risk is that you could lose a match. Like, okay. If you lose, you get better. Shake the man's hand. Don't, don't let your pride get to you. Find a way to get better. But if you go, you got to go out there and lay it on the line, win, lose, draw, whatever happens. Just got to be willing to, to go out there and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that suits your style of wrestling in terms of, um, you know, hey, if I get taken down, it's no big deal because I'm going to keep coming. You know, if I get taken down, well, that's OK, because I'm going to get a takedown anyway. You know, um, some some styles of wrestling, you can tell where somebody gets taken down and you're like, they didn't expect to get taken down because their defense is so good. And that now they have to get a takedown. And that that can be tough on guys who have to get a takedown you know what i mean right you know as opposed to somebody like you who's like i know i'm going to get a takedown at some point you know yeah exactly it's gonna it's gonna happen it's inevitable <laughs> yeah. I, i'm gonna yeah. get got but i'm gonna get mine more than i get got <laughs> and that's all right i'm cool with that uh yeah what was it like you know moving back to to app state you know your time there real quick um how about your sophomore junior you know when you actually qualified you know, how how satisfying was that? I was at the Big Tens, and um, they were in Lincoln a few years ago. And I remember Bo Bartlett, and it was actually funny. It was Bo Bartlett and Matt Ramos um, were talking, and Bartlett was like, I qualified. You know, I think he ended up at, like, seventh, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, he qualified. And, and, like, just the sound of his voice, the look in his face, like, hey, I made it to the tournament. Like, I'm in, you know. Um, what was that feeling like when you won your – title and you're like i'm in Uh, at first i'll say the first year when i got my bid like i was like yes like hey let's go 
but then after that, like after that first year, I was kind of, I was, I changed my mindset. Like mm -hmm. the job's not finished. Mm -hmm. Like hey, you got into the tournament. That means you, you got a chance to go win it. Mm -hmm. You might not, but you got a chance. Right. So my mindset now is, it's like, I expect to qualify and I expect to produce results at the national tournament. It's not, I'm, I'm not just happy to be there anymore. Cause I, I know the potential that I have. I know everything that I've done to get there. Um, so this is, it's just like a little stepping stone mm -hmm. to what's yet to come. It's a little, it's, uh, it's like your note card and it's just one of those things you have written on your note card that you're going to cross off. You know, you're going to cross off eventually. You just have to wait till it's done till the job's finished. Um, That's right. So, yeah. How did you, um, you know, end up at Nebraska? You know, I kind of want to get into that a little bit real quick. Um, just from the fact of, like you're saying, it, it can be hard to lead you know, a, a team, a, a coaching staff, a program that has invested in you and, and believed in you from the get-go. But, you know, there comes a time where, you know, maybe you're at a crossroads or maybe they don't have the graduate program that you're looking for, you, you know, a number of things. So I'm just curious um, what, what landed you in the transfer portal in the first place? Well, it, it was something that uh, I had thought about a couple of times. Um when I wasn't in the lineup and, and I was like, man, I like, I could be in the lineup somewhere. Like I, I know how good I am. I don't want to sit the bench, but I waited it out. I, I did my time on the side and, and, you know, it got me to be able to be in that Respect. position. Respect. Yeah, exactly. Wait time. Tough, but um, yeah, go ahead. And something really, it, it was just so spiritual. Like I had to pray about it so much because I, I could not have left if, if God didn't speak to me. Um, and he told me, no, I need you to go do some work in Lincoln. Like, I need you to go talk to the, reach this team, reach this different demographic. Um, you know, you've done a good job here. Uh, cause I, I was an FCA leader and that's something that I, I believe in. Like wrestling's great and all, but at the end of the day, like there's bigger things than just wrestling. And for me, that's mm -hmm. my salvation. Um, and he told me that he wanted me to go somewhere and I didn't know where, I had no clue where, and I was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to not listen because mm -hmm. without him, I wouldn't even be here. Like, I, I could have died when I was born. And the doctors right. told me, like, I'd never be able to play sports because I had such underdeveloped lungs uh, and sports-induced asthma. And that's, like, one of the best things about my wrestling is my gas tank. So everything I have is because of the Lord and, and the the work that I put in. Um, but he's given me the abilities and, and uh, I wanted to go and be able to um, be obedient and listen to, to what he wanted for me. And that is ultimately how I found myself in the portal. It wasn't, you know, App State's a great school. They have great coaches. We had like Ian Miller. He's a dog. He wrestled James a couple of times. <laughs> he's he's so smart. Uh, Coach Bentley. Once again, another dog, super smart. Like, uh, he's, I, I just can't even explain it. Like, Randall Diabe, like, we, we've we had guys that that have been there. John John. Yeah. And Ethan Oakley and, and uh, Heath Gagne. Like, all these guys, they're, they're all really good guys. So, it's not the room and it's not the coaches, but spiritually, I felt like I was being called to go somewhere else. And um, that's why I ended up in the portal. And, uh, you know, I got 
I didn't think I was going to get a lot of calls. The, the, the night I entered the portal, I'm starting to get phone calls and I'm in the hospital with John John because he had something similar to what uh, Peyton had. Um, and last year, I couldn't even focus at Nationals because I'm worried, like, is he going to live? Like, is he going to get his leg cut off? Like, that's way bigger than wrestling. Like, I'm, like I said, I'm a loyal guy. I'm more focused on him than I was in wrestling. Um, but... I got to learn, I figured out, I had to learn how to balance them. Um, and I, I didn't really want to leave. And I, I just remember like hurting when I told some of my teammates, like, dang, like, yeah, I might leave. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. and they all supported me. Like they, they were like, you, you know, like you got to do what's best for you selfishly I want you to stay like so many people Annika our trainer like they all told me like I want you to stay but at the end of the day you have to do what what's best for you and for me that's just listening to the Lord and I ended up getting a call from coach Manning I said he wanted to fly me out let's take a visit and the first he was the only coach that literally called me and just talked to me like, it wasn't about, like, oh, we'll get you on a visit, blah, blah, blah. Like, the first time, he just talked to me like he had known me for so long. And I was like, <laughs> this dude's a little, like, this is different. Like, okay. Like, it, it was a personal connection. Like, he he had lived in North Carolina, and his son lived in North Carolina. And he uh, was just telling me about that. And I was like, dang, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> like, we, we didn't even really talk about wrestling. The whole first call that he gave me in. I was like, you know, this this dude is gonna care about me more than just wrestling. Like, let's say I go out there and I don't do what I need to do. Like, I know he's still gonna have my back. Uh, so whenever I came on my visit, uh, I came to the banquet and I saw the guys and felt like I I could fit in pretty well. And it's been the smoothest transition that I I could have ever hoped for. I I didn't know what to expect. Right. But, I feel like I feel like I'm one of them. Like I like I feel like I've been here for forever, even though it's only been a little bit. But it feels like I've been here for like four years. Um, but everybody here is great, and it just it just happened to work out. Yeah, you know, leaving App State, I, obviously, I can tell, and you know, it's a tough decision, and and I think what gets lost in the new, you know, in this transfer portal is people. There are some people who do maybe hop around a little bit who get upset and, and they leave. But I, I, I guess I like to be, and maybe I'm naive. I like to believe that generally speaking, the people who leave are doing it to really, because they want to better themselves. There's no blood loss. There's no love lost. I mean, with the program that they're actually going and pursuing something that they feel is best for themselves, you know, that you gave it everything you had to app state, you know, and it just, was just was you had a crossroads and it was just time you know like you said the lord called you to to do something else that it was time for a change and you needed to go somewhere else like lincoln and and there's nothing wrong with that you know and so you you gave like i said you gave them all you had you gave them four great years um but uh when when you landed at lincoln um you know were there other people that were, were wanting you that you thought maybe you would go somewhere else or was Lincoln pretty much the, that was it? Um, I knew after my visit that this is where I was coming. 
Really? Yeah, I heard about it on my visit. Like I said, I'm <laughs> um, but yeah, there was definitely some schools out there. I had a lot of schools that I just didn't expect to get the feedback that I did or, or connections that I did. Was that validating or did that make you feel like, wow, like, okay, I'm, I am being noticed again, kind of like when you were a senior, you know, that validate how, you know, your, your talents. Yeah, it did. Honestly. Cause I, you know, after the performance I had at nationals, I was like, man, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, I don't know what people think about me. And I don't know if these coaches are, I don't want to take a chance or believe on believe in me or not. But, uh, like I, I, when I got that, I was like, dang, like they, they must see something. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I just had to kept, keep telling myself like, yeah, that it's just one weekend and it, it wasn't your best weekend, but you moving forward, you're going to get better. And coach Snyder told me, um, when I was transferring, he's like, you know, you're going to be fine because if you transfer for the right reasons, you'll find that you're going to have success and you should take right. confidence in that. And I know I did. Uh, and it, like I said, it, it was bigger than me. So I knew that I would be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, that's well said right there that when you transfer for the right reasons, you can tell the athletes that transfer the right reasons and have success where they go next because, you know, they're doing it for, for themselves and the right reasons. But um, yeah. Um, I was going to ask you, you know, you come to Lincoln and, and that's a, that's a big transition. You know, I moved when I was a sophomore in high school, I moved and it was only an hour away, you know, but I moved schools, you know, and I was 16 or 17 and that was kind of a big deal. You know, it's scary. You know, scary time. Yeah. You know, and so here you are doing the same thing, but you're, you know, 22 or, or whatever, move into a new school, you know, was that, was yeah. that nervous? Were you a little nervous with the adjusting to a new, I mean, like you said, this is Nebraska. It's a little different than North Carolina, you know, demographic. I was, I was so nervous. Like, <laughs> so nervous. I was like, oh my gosh, like this could blow up in my face. Like what, what if everybody said this and they, they could be right. And <laughs> I just kept telling myself, like, you got to bet on yourself. Like, yeah. You know what you're capable of. You know how hard you work. So no matter where you go, you're going to figure out something. And even if, like I told you, it might not have been wrestling. I still think that is going to be because I mm -hmm. feel like that's why I was put on this world is to wrestle and spread the gospel while doing it. Um, but I try to take confidence in that. And Liam, Liam was a big part of it. And, and Alvin, like there's so many factors. But I saw what they did with Liam. Liam transferred and, yeah. like, the growth that he's made and coming in, like, he he was just always having my back. And he made me feel at home pretty quick. And, and we're pretty, you know, closer in age than most people because yeah. right now is a weird position for every college program because all the older people are kind of moving because they got that COVID year and yeah. y'all got the COVID year and they're getting pushed out. And now it's like a, a new team, pretty much new dynamic. Mm -hmm. um, so it kind of felt like I was just being a freshman again, like <laughs> figure out like what works for me, what doesn't. And, uh, you know, like, am I going to have friends and everybody here to me is family. Ridge, Bubba, Berwick, Vandy-ish, Harley, like everybody. I, could, I couldn't name anybody in the lineup or even like on the roster that I couldn't count on. And for me, that that's big.
like that that made me feel more confident in my decision Mm -hmm. you can tell when you go to a practice you know they've had a couple open practices I went to um just the fam the family style I mean shoot the wrestlers walk in and they know half the fans that are there they're shaking hands. Mark Manning comes in and Mark Manning says hi to everybody. He shakes every, all the wrestlers hand. He has like a personal conversation with everybody. It just, you know, before they even get going, it's just like one big family get together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's exactly time. what it feels like too. Oh, uh, I love that. I yeah. Love it. And what a good story that like you just said about Liam, you know, um, sort of in the same shoes that you were in, um, you know, he went to Indiana and came here and, didn't quite have maybe the success he was thinking he was, you know, he wanted to have at Indiana, but man, did he have one heck of a run here, you know, going fifth place, just burst onto the scene. It seemed like, you know, and I, I was, that, that seems like it was, uh, that is in your future if it's not already here, you know? So, yeah. Don't know. Um, but real quick about John, John, I want to ask, you know, how is he doing? You know, I, I know the wrestling world was, was pretty devastated, you know, when when he wasn't able to compete at nationals his senior year you know what a sick way to go out you know it's your last year and now you can't even wrestle so just checking up on him how's his how's the update on him if if that could happen to anybody he was the right one because he handled it with such grace and his attitude was just so positive and i was i was like bro how yeah right i'm saying like yeah, it sucks I didn't get to wrestle, but it's just wrestling. My life still goes on. I still have my wife. I still have my kids, and I'm healthy, and, and he is healthy, and, and he's got a good job. And I mean, I look up to him. I talk to him every week, and like we're boys. We'll be boys for the rest of our lives. But he, he just I don't. He's he's like I don't even know how to explain it. He's such a good dude, and just the way that he handles things that that might not go in his favor or things that you know could have been different like he he handles it well and now he's coaching a little bit giving back to the community uh dark horse a club in in, where he lives uh in north carolina and like i said he no matter what he's still one of the greats it's hard to be a two-time all-american and i think he had a chance to go win it uh, mm-hmm. personally and I know he did too and John John's a man of his word after <laughs> last year, he said I'm gonna I'm coming back I'm winning and I was like thank like I believed him and yeah if he had a chance it would have been it would have been wicked I know yeah I, I think that was you know of course it sucks to happen to anybody you know but like you were saying with him and his opportunity two-time all-american to go out and, and finish a third time and who knows what could have happened you know i think that he was in the mix and that's all you need maybe is just to be in the mix exactly you never know and he was one of them and so just to take that away it just deflating it just kind of puts into perspective of uh like you said the sport is just a sport and there's bigger things in life um but uh speaking about one more year i wanted to ask you know have you thought about one more year did you come to nebraska for two years or yeah, I'm coming for two. Okay, okay. Trying to get two titles. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, and yeah. oh my, like, that's a good question. That made me think of something. At 125, it is probably one of the craziest years for any weight that I can recall. You know, as an athlete, what is that? Do you think about that? Is that like, or or does it not even matter what's going on around? All you focus on is yourself. Um, uh, I mean, 
sometimes I'm like, wow, like I'm surprised that happened, but I don't, I try not to really think about it because, you know, everybody's fighting for the same thing and everybody wants the same thing. But at the end of the day, March is the only thing that matters. Those mm -hmm. three days, um, that's, that's really what matters. You could freaking have the worst record going into nationals and find a way to win it. Like there's been people who've done some crazy things at nationals and somebody's going to get beat that shouldn't get beat. Somebody's going to win. Um, it doesn't, it, to me, it doesn't really affect me that much because I, I know where I stand and I, I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I've, I've wrestled most of the top guys. So I, I know what I need to do to get the job done, but uh, it's kind of exciting. I like when they, they don't, don't uh, necessarily put me where I think I should be. Mm -hmm. um, so whenever I do it, I'll say, I told you so. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, do, does it feel so, you know, we talked about Michael Jordan earlier, so I'll, I'll kind of reference him not calling Spencer Lee or, or anybody the Michael Jordan, but when Michael Jordan left to go play baseball, there was a little bit of a sigh of relief. Like everybody else has a chance to win a, a title, you know, cause the bulls had won three in a row, you know, um, is that sort of the feel, you know, when somebody like Spencer Lee graduates it just, and Patrick glory, you know, and Liam, you know, where you're like, ah, all right, there's a new crop. Anybody can win it, you know, or uh, once again, do you not even really care about all that? Like, I I feel kind of indifferent about it because mm -hmm. I've wrestled all those guys. Um, and I, I think that if I wrestle them all again, I'd beat them. Uh, I beat some of them. I've lost to some of them. That's just mm -hmm. part of the game. But I, 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 it doesn't really bother me that much either way. Like, I'm here to beat the best people. Uh, I don't care who's who's out there. I want to be known as a kid who who took down whatever Spencer Lee and, and, and you know like like Matt Ramos that's how why everybody loves him because that was awesome that, that shocked the whole community and, and that's what makes March so great because stuff like that happens at every single weight um and people will remember that match for Ever. quite some time yeah forever. <laughs> for forever exactly but I want to be in that same position so I could say I'm that guy I did that um but that that's just how I look at it. Yeah. Uh, the greater the challenge, the greater success. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. You know, like you said, you you've wrestled with some of these guys. You've beaten some of these guys. Uh, you know, Matt Ramos, um, and the likes of him. Um, you know, uh, before I let you go here, though, I want to wrap up by by asking you a couple questions. Is is your your Instagram name is gas .caleb. Is it because your gas tank? Is that uh, what it is, or where where'd that come from? It's, it's, it came in like middle school. It's like a group of us. Um, we all had it. It's like our little clique, kind of, um, and that's that's what we were known as the gas gas gang. <laughs> uh, but it means grind and shine. Okay, okay. And it kind of like I don't know how, but somehow it worked out to be with my gas tank too. Yeah. Um, so it it just kind of fits. <laughs> I, I just keep it. Yeah. So it's not another type of gas. Right. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, so what's it mean again? Grind and shine? Yep. Grind and shine. Grind and shine. Okay. All right. Um, and then a lot of other people probably don't know this that you're a chain, you're a chain wrestler. You know, chain wrestling is like um 
they support athletes wrestlers and, and yeah the apparel so uh you got some apparel out right now uh i do i have some shorts some shirts uh hats whatever you want gas caleb you go on there that's what it says it says gas caleb go support me please <laughs> how did that even come about um so i wrestled aiden at the u.s open and we had a pretty good match it was like the fifth place match uh my first u.s open um, yeah you got fifth yeah and uh he was like Hey, you you wanna like I just talked to him and I was I was like hey, you like I wanna get part of that that uh chain wrestling and he's like would you like to join and I'm yeah why not like <laughs> I would love that like, have my own clothing like that yeah that, it's pretty cool so it it was uh he's a cool dude great dude um super easy to work with and it kind of just fell in line right place right time mm-hmm. so gas Caleb is what it says yep. Hey, I love it. I know it's on your Instagram at least. So otherwise you can go to what chainwrestling.com and mm-hmm. search Caleb Smith. Um yeah, there's some fun stuff on there. I think I think Ridge is Ridge a chain wrestling. Yeah, Ridge is too. John John was too. Yeah, so okay, okay. Put me on the chain game. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. Um and, and what are you going to school for? So you're a grad student. You know, what what is what was your degree in and and what are you even going to school for now? Uh, business marketing was my degree and uh, I mean I want to go into medical sales whenever I'm done that's what my dad does okay Uh, not necessarily that I want to (laughs) be him but uh, you know he's got a lot of experience he's very successful and I look up to him a lot and it's something I like Um, but now I'm trying to get my master's and uh, be able to start out with a lot a little higher pay grade when I come out of college (laughs) what's your um what's your master's in right now i'm I'm still working to get into the master's program okay uh, like master's level classes uh, okay. and i apply this upcoming semester okay would you apply to are you is it just a business or marketing or yeah so right now i'm in like the sales uh excellence program and so it's just focused on like sales and figuring out how to read uh data for different companies and how to figure out like what what the selling price needs to be and like there there's a lot of stuff that I did not know went into it it's a, it's a lot yeah but it's gonna be worth it yeah my wife is in is in sales and we were doing we were talking about she has to give a pitch a, a minute can be roughly a minute and there's it, she has to have like a um a, a hook um a transition and introduction and like a closing or something. I, I don't know. It's, it's, and so have you heard of or learned about any of this? Yeah, we did a lot of that. Um, Professor Files, that's my guy at App State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made us do like a, a bunch of simulations. Mm-hmm. And we would pitch to him uh, the like the product and try to sell it to him. And he he took it like real serious. Like it, <laughs> it has helped me out a lot because mm. his class taught me so much. Um, but he he teaches you how to be numerate. That's something that he spoke about a lot, and that's just being able to read numbers and explain to people what the numbers mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, if you can't produce value for somebody, then they don't really care. Yeah, uh, that's that's really what I learned, and and um. I've done my fair share of simulations and, and <laughs> pitches and whatnot. I like it though. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm decent at it. <laughs> okay. Oh, do you want, do you want to prove that right now? Let's, let's hear some. Let's yeah. pitch. Let's, what do you, what do you want to pitch? Uh, I guess I, I'll pitch chain wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Chain wrestling. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Hey, my name's Caleb Smith. Uh, work with chain wrestling and we have this new design apparel for Caleb Smith. Uh, if you would like to look super clean and be able to produce the best results that you can looking clean and making everybody attracted to you based off of what we provide, go ahead and check us out on chainwrestling.com. You know, that was pretty good for, it was all right. Not, well, you didn't fumble any words. Like you were yeah, on the spot like that. That was, that's pretty good. I'd I'd give you a pretty decent. I'd give you a B. <laughs> Thank you. Off the top of the head, no no thought process. And sorry, if I gotta write it down, I bet you I'll have you buying a, a freaking stock in it or something. I'm probably already gonna go on after after this. I'll probably go buy something. But <laughs> I'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know anything I can do to support the athlete directly. You know, um, that's that's where I like to support or you know put my money towards is the athlete directly. So, um, but yeah, I think that's I'm trying to think. I thought I had one more question, but I guess I don't. So, um, I guess yeah. I got to say one more thing. Go yeah, big. Right. What is it? Go big red. <laughs> does, uh, does Appalachian state, do they have any, like, like a call like that or anything? Like, uh, what'd you go like, ah, stay. And that's pretty much it. Or, or they say <laughs> roll mirrors. That's roll it. Mirrors? Yeah. Okay. But, um. Uh, Go big reg and be ready for March. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure, an honor, and I appreciate what you're doing for not only me, but the wrestling community. And I hope that it continues to grow and uh, that you have a lot of success. Yeah. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on and doing this and, and just kind of telling your story. And, you know, I'm sure some of that was, um, you know, it can be difficult to talk about, you know, not everyone wants to talk about the bad or you know, answer some tough questions, especially about transferring. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, opinions out there. Like you were saying, you know, you're from a yeah. small school. Now you're going to a big school. How much did they pay you? You know, why is he doing that? You know, where's the loyalty and, and all that. And um, I like to ask those questions because I feel, like I said, generally the athletes are doing it for the, for the right reasons. You know, I like to believe that maybe, maybe right. I'm in the wrong for believing that, but that's just my feeling, you know? Yeah, I tell you, I ain't doing it for the money because money comes and goes, and I got the rest of my life to make money. Otherwise, mm -hmm. I'd be working right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say, for anybody that's transferring um, or they're just trying to get in college and wrestle, whatever your goals are, just believe in yourself, bet on yourself, be the hardest worker in the room, but most importantly, be the smartest and find people that are that are better than you to go with every day. And uh, you might not have success in practice or you might not have success immediately. Don't compare yourself to other people because your story is different. That's what makes it great. Yeah. Um, but just be have the courage to be bold and be different. In a world that everybody wants to be the same, choose to be different. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, I remember what I was going to ask you. Has your Have your other siblings, do, I, um, do Micah or, or Maya, um, do they have a master's degree? No, Maya oh. is about to graduate high school, and Micah is working full-time right now. So, so the smartest, <laughs> hey, hey, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs> why I said. That, hey, they, it doesn't matter what their story is. Mine's mm -hmm. different. It took yeah. me a little longer, but that season, it adds up better flavor. 
Oh, that's great. Yes. Well, good. Uh, and are are your your siblings, are they back in North Carolina? Is your family still back there? Just Yeah, everybody's in North Carolina. nice, nice, cool. And they doing good? Yeah, they're doing well. Thanks Right. for asking. Yeah, yeah. They they come out and watch it all. Yeah, yeah. My dad will be here from Michigan this weekend. Really? Um, they, they they fly out as much as they can when they're free Yeah. from work and have time. Yeah. It is awesome. Did you did you talk to them at all about you know um, maybe staying close or whatever when you were thinking about transfer? Because obviously App State's um, relatively close to High Point, so. It's only like an hour 45. They went, my dad is like the biggest UNC basketball fan. I'm a UNC basketball fan, but uh, he wanted me to go there. And, and like, I, just based off my principles, if you weren't there for me when I was down and, and didn't have the same success, and I'm sorry, I'm not going, I'm going to do the same thing that you did to me and just keep it moving. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you guys must have been pretty hype when UNC beat Duke over the weekend, huh? Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. No heels. Dude, dude, Hubie, um, Hubie, isn't it? Hubert Davis has it going on there this year. He does. So, He does. yeah. The USC boys are different. That's what I try to tell people. Like they Yeah. might not be North Carolina, but North Carolina in general, we kind of slept on. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Caleb Smith, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and my Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget to check out my website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care. See you next time.